Hey there, and welcome to another Coffee Break with Lance Phelps. Today, I wanted to continue my look at Happily Ever After, Finding Grace in the Messes of Marriage by John Piper and many other authors. This particular chapter or devotion that we're going to be reading is by John Piper. It's entitled, Just Forgive and Forbear? With a question mark. And the heading verse is Galatians 6, 1. So let me go ahead and read that. Here we go. If anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Galatians 6, 1. So this particular chapter, John Piper speaks a lot about how a husband and wife are to interact with each other when it comes to evils foisted upon each other. In the Bible, we are called to be patient and kind. We are called to be loving and gentle, and we are called to forgive without end. But how does this exactly look in a marriage? At first, it can feel like you are forgiving over and over for something that might be a perpetual sin, something that keeps coming back. And you are patient, it seems, maybe in an unending fashion. But we might not be able to recognize that that, in and of itself, is a form of displaying Christ to your spouse when you are in the position where you keep doing that. It can feel like it's something that's never ending, and maybe maybe you can f- even feel like you're not really helping them grow in their walk. And of course, there are times where that can be the case. But nevertheless, if you are assisting them and they are growing, even in the, uh, just the slightest bit, there's a lot we just need to just forgive and forbear. But we should not expect our marriages to be just a constant perpetual requirement for forgiveness on either side. The husband shouldn't have to consistently expect that he's got to forgive his wife and forbear and then say nothing. You see, that is the point of this passage, of this particular whole chapter. John Piper is trying to outline the truth that we as Christians are to not just forgive and forbear, though we are to do that, we are to actually work to the good of the other. We are husband and wife, and we have roles in those in that capacity. The husbands are the leaders, and the wives are the followers, and they in we both have our own positions in that way. Now, we've spoken about submission and leadership and headship in, in other episodes, but in brief, it is very clear in the Bible that the, the man is the head of the wife, and the wife is in submission. Now, this does not mean that the wife has a lower position, not at all. In fact, the wife has the same exact level of position as the husband, just a different office. They're both ontologically the same of equal worth. They just have a different office. Now, when we fulfill our offices, we are doing a great service. We are doing a great thing. You know, we're basically doing something that glorifies the Lord to an extreme degree. It's something that we should be proud in. But when we are dealing with each other and we're being as patient as we can, we're forgiving each other and we're forbearing, that does not mean that we are not also seeking the improvement the sanctification of our brother and sister in Christ. That's the next phase. That's the next thing we need to look at. Yes, we are a husband and wife. Yes, we have a role that we must play in the marriage. But that doesn't mean that we're not also brother and sister. Now, as brother and sister in Christ, that changes the dynamic to a certain degree. Yes, of course, we can never forget our roles as husband and wife, but we also cannot forget our roles as brother and sister in Christ. So, while remembering our roles as husband, the husband, of course, is to sacrificially lead in a way that is makes any would make anyone want to follow him. He is to lead in a way that is giving and caring and one that is very considerate of the person whom he is leading. 
But not only that, he is to act as his wife's brother in Christ to restore her to righteousness if she falls into any sin. So the process of restoring each other to righteousness is one that is filled with patience and kindness. Just as those who are in authority must restore those who are under them to righteousness, and just as those who are brothers and sisters not married are to seek after the other's righteousness, that means that we have to watch carefully about how the other is walking. This can be a little bit uncomfortable, I to say the very least. And in fact, oftentimes within a marriage, you want to not have to play this role. You want to kind of set aside your brotherly status or your sisterly status to help restore your brother or sister once they have fallen into sin. You kind of want to set that aside because that can mean confrontation. As a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ, we cannot just let things go and just want to sweep, sweep them under the rug, especially if they're major sins. We have to confront our brothers and sisters or we do not love them. It is important as we see that we that if you are more spiritual, you are to restore your brothers and sisters in Christ. So, we as Christians should be seeking after this on a day-to-day basis. Now, but how does how does what does this look like in our marriage? Well, it looks like the our roles being played out completely. Our roles as husband, as leader, we would continue to exhibit the same patience and kindness, the same humility, the same level of sacrifice during our rebuke rebuking, and of course, if rebuking is not harsh, during our rebuking as we would during any other part of our, uh, our you know, marriage. And it's the same for women. They would not suddenly become unsubmissive just because they are now acting in the role of the sister to help restore the husband to righteousness. They would continue to exist or act in their role as a submissive follower to the husband, but nevertheless, they will not forget their role as sister in Christ to help restore him to righteousness. I'm going to go ahead and end this with this quote from John Piper. Forgiveness and forbearance are the solid foundation on which the call for change can be heard with hope and security rather than fear and a sense of being threatened. Only when a wife or a husband feels that the other is totally committed to them, even if he or she doesn't change, can the call for change feel like grace rather than an ultimatum. So from these and other observations that could be made from the New Testament, I hope it is clear that marriage is not merely forgiving and forbearing. It is also confronting in loving and wise ways formed by the calling of headship and submission. That's all I have for you today. Make sure to check out our website, divedeep.net, for more content, including blog posts, book reviews, and video content. If you like this podcast, help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out our main episodes of Dive Deep on the podcast feed and stream live on Facebook every other Thursday night at 7 p.m. That's at facebook.com slash divedeeppodcast. We hope to see you there. Soli Deo Gloria.